tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. Tonight on Geek Elite Radio, we are doing a very special interview with two people that got to go to uh, a great event this past weekend. Um, introducing for the first time, Gabby. She is a Twitch uh, user, star, mm-hmm. gamer, streamer. I, streamer, thank yeah, you. Uh, took a break, but now I'm streaming again. My Twitch is Spicy Gabs. So is my Twitter. There you I'm go. A spicy girl, so I gotta be spicy with my names. <laughs> <laughs> Brian is returning. Yeah. It's, been, uh, it's been about a, probably about a year since the last time you were on really? Geekly Raider. Yeah. Shit, that was a hiatus. <laughs> but uh, go ahead and give out your Twitch name. Uh, oh, I don't Twitch. Okay. My then gamer you... handle, people have seen me online, is uh, Angry Nen, and I'm very antisocial. When people are like, "Hey, angry," I'm like, "No, mute. I don't want to talk to you. I'm scared." <laughs> I'm scared to talk to people on the internet. Okay. All, all freaks and ISIS and clowns. <laughs> all those things put together. Uh, okay, so but this this past weekend you got to go to uh, to a special event. Part of is it part of E3? No, it's called EA Play. It's it used to be part of E3. It's Electronic Arts EA's own uh, press conference. So they decided to pull out from the main E3, um, like I guess event and do their own beforehand. So. They announce games. They have special previews of uh, maybe some DLCs or some new games coming out. So I got to play Star Wars Battlefront 2, which will be coming out in November, I believe. Um, we got to play a new DLC for Battlefield 1 that's going to be coming out in September. And then they showed a bunch of new other new games and stuff, too. So that was pretty fun. And I would have to say, I mean, I didn't pay too much close, of atten- close mm-hmm. attention, but uh, I would say that uh, it seemed like Battlefront... Two was the one of the big ones that definitely came out. Yeah, people were really. Ex- I mean, I was excited, and I know people were complaining a lot about the first one. They felt it was too casual. It was too, you know, they were pandering too much to white audience, and that it was too simple. And in a way, I, I agreed with that too. It was like I like how the what's his name, one of the EA directors there that was doing the presentation. He said that like we had a lot of positive uh, feedback, and we also had a lot of. Constructive criticism. No, constructive feedback. Constructive feedback. Yeah, which is straight up, dude, that was negative. Yeah. <laughs> like the last Battlefront, yeah, it was fun. They hear the pew, 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 and all that stuff, and then run around like a stormtrooper and yelling, uh, I'm gonna get you, you freaking rebel scum. But it got, it felt like a kid's game. Yeah. It wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. It needed more meat. And that was the first one or this one? The first one. The first one, okay. And they addressed that in this one. That was their big thing on uh, making it more. So they added different classes. So there's class elements now, whereas before it's like, oh, I'm going to be a stormtrooper because I'm on the, the rebel side or whatever, or the imperial side, you know. So you didn't really have a choice of who you were. You can kind of load out, like change your loadout, but you had to pick between like four guns that were kind of the same thing. So now they're doing something where they you can have attachments on your gun, and not only you have attachments, but you have a class. So each class has different you know specifics, like the heavy guy, the assault guy, the officer and uh, the specialist, I believe. Yeah, I forgot. I think yeah, I think it's just called specialist. Specialist, yeah. But it's like it's it's more. It looks more like Battlefield. Yeah, that was there. Yeah. yeah, it looks more like Battlefield. Well, the thing is, Battlefield was inspired by Battlefront. Right. And so that was what what was missing. It was supposed to be like teamwork, 
cohesion about it. Because, like, the first one, it was just, you know, a bunch of dudes running around zapping lasers at each other and mm-hmm. no no teamwork. Yeah, you kind of had the option to spawn in with a squad mate. You knew they were your squad mate because they were yellow and that's about it. You kind of, you could spot in with them where they were at. They, the demo that I got to play, you didn't, you weren't able to do that this time. You spawned in at the spawning point and that was it. Um, but that was some of the feedback that, um, that I was hearing. Was you want to be able to spawn in on your squad mates. So hopefully they'll be able to change up some of those things. I like the big push. The reason they did all this stuff is, uh, who, who plays Finn in, uh, John Boyega? Yeah, yeah. He, he tweeted hey, why don't we have different uh, different generations in Battlefront to play? Like, he wanted to play the Clone Wars, because he's young. He grew up around the Clone Wars okay. era of Star Wars. And then it retweeted so much. <laughs> and it was like, dude, even an actor in Star Wars is complaining about Battlefront. So it's like, EA was like, well, okay. Okay, we'll do something here. Was his character able to be played in the first Battlefront? Not this little demo that we had, but okay. they are going to have him in there. So he even said, if you see a Finn running around, it's probably me kicking ass. Like he was, He's going to play as himself. I thought that was really cool. He's like, I'm going to be in a game and I'm going to play as myself and I'm going to kick all your Wouldn't butts. Wouldn't you? If you were a Star Wars character and then like... You're a Star Wars in, fan and a Star Wars character. Yeah, and you are in there it's like, I'm playing me. I'm a Wookiee and I'm going to just fuck everything up. Rip off arms. <laughs> well, see, I think that, that would be the, the hard part is that if being a fan and being an actor in the series like do you play yourself or do you play your favorite character like, right. uh, yeah. like Finn you know maybe his favorite character is Han you know maybe you'd want to play Han instead of playing Finn yeah there's um but there has got to be something special about playing yourself in a video game that's oh, yeah. pretty awesome yeah. seeing yourself in the game there's, there's, <laughs> a, there's this thing where we have somebody here in Yuma that's in a video game and it's Kane Velasquez right yeah he's in the UFC game and that's where I was like to me, that is the pinnacle of, you're, you made it, guy. There's a video game with your face in it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, and he's a human kid. And it's just to see, I'm like, I'm, I'm a little bit jealous. <laughs> I want to be in a Super Mario game. I'll be a Goomba. I don't care. I'll stomp on my face. Just the little Goomba with the, a beard coming, mm-hmm. walking by. Yeah, and then I'll it's be like, like, hey, man. And then I'll be like, look. <laughs> that was a great impression. <laughs> and I made it. I made it. I'm a celebrity, and I'm in a video game. And I'm like, all right, man, come and get me, Mario. Yeah, man. <laughs> See, I always thought that the, you know, you know, you made is when they, someone makes an action figure of you. But now with 3D printing, you can get an action. Oh figure. yeah. Yeah, you can do. You can if that's you making it, you can make it at home. Yeah. It's like there, I made it. Just put it there. Just make a sad face. Oh, oh I made it. <laughs> but now it's a video game. If you can get yourself a digitally made into a video game, mm-hmm. you've made it. Yeah. According to. Right. Yeah, well, yeah. I agree, actually, according to us. Okay. Yeah, if you're in a game, you made it. I want to make a game now. Let's make a game. Let's learn coding. Right, sure. Yeah. No, that's... With all that extra free time you have, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, other than uh, Battlefront, what was the, your favorite thing that you saw this year? All right. Um, so, let me give you a little bit of backstory about how I ended up being there. So, I used to stream a lot. It took a little bit of a break, but um, I was really active in this other streamers community. And I ended up, you know, just they had a, a community meetup. So, I went over there and I got to meet these guys in person. And mostly, really, through talking to them, I was able to talk to the um, community managers from EA. Battlefield's the North American community manager and then the global community manager for EA. So like one thing led to another and they upgraded my badge so this little teal one that i have here gave me access to the creator cave which is where i could actually uh record content 
and um, stream from the event if I wanted to, and uh, also some other stuff. Don't mean to interrupt, but we do have to get to the story, how the drama, how I snuck into the event, okay, what yeah. I shouldn't be. But yeah, 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 just talk about your <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, so, so literally they hooked it up. They're, they're, they're amazing. They're super generous dudes, and um, yeah, so he had uh, the regular badge. He had the red one. So during the first day for the press event, it was in the Creator Cave. So we got back there, and he wasn't even supposed to be in. Yeah, the red the, the red event. bracelet was for the regular riffraff, right? Not the special. He wasn't allowed into the event till like four o'clock, but the press uh, conference was starting at noon, and I was like, you know what? I just let me see if I can talk to someone. Maybe they let you in just for this or something. And I'm pacing back and forth like, come on. So come that's on. literally what I did. I asked someone, and then someone asked someone, and then so the guy was like, all right, let me go find him out front and see if I can go like get him in I was like and so I called him because I knew he had walked away I'm like Brian you, you need to get back to you could go talk to Jeff he's, he's gonna I, go I looking said for you I was gonna walk I was I'm gonna walk I was like I'll come back at four I was gonna go walk and go get something to eat because I was hung over oh that's another thing I was hung over as shit <laughs> but then when she said call I was like four blocks away and I ran four blocks down Hollywood <laughs> and then people were looking at me like what happened like they probably thought I, I just like got the part <laughs> and I was just booking it I'm like oh I'm in there and and then it didn't fully... I couldn't find the guy yet. He wasn't there. He was still kind of running around doing whatever. And I was getting kind of impatient. It's like, do I leave again? Do I come back? I'm hungry and I'm thirsty. And I'm getting at the point where I'm hungover, where it's like, I might throw up, but I'm not sure. And there were a ton of people at the event, too. So oh, we're I dealing bet. with crowds that are just waiting yeah. outside that don't know what's going on. I was on. this close. I'm making... How do you say this? The the little inch with your finger? I'm that... I was that close to start screaming, whose dick do I have to suck to get inside? I'm sure you would have had a line of people agreeing with you. <laughs> yeah. So, but then... Um, I forget his name. One of the, uh, the guys from EA came out, and I just asked him, I was like, hey... I'm looking for... You gave me the name of mm-hmm. the guy that helped you out mm-hmm. to, to upgrade your stuff. Yeah. I was like, Jeff. Just yeah. say Jeff. Not his last name. But yeah, it's like, hey, uh, I'm looking for Jeff so-and-so. I heard he's about this tall. He's got a, a bridge on his nose. And he's like, oh, yeah. Je- yeah. And he's like, yeah. And then I gave the sob story. It's like, my friend, she's a streamer, and she got upgraded, and I'm her plus one, and they didn't upgrade me. <laughs> and he's like, oh, don't... Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll hook you up. And then I was... Oh, I'm actually getting it. I didn't need her. <laughs> I didn't have point. to suck anybody's dick. Yeah. <laughs> well, as far as you know. The story <laughs> hasn't gone yet. Yeah. Yeah. And then so, yeah, I, I was just amazed. Like, I saw some of the other red bracelet people were like, oh, I was like, later, bitches. <laughs> so yeah, I got in there and I noticed I was the only red bracelet. And you can see, tell security they were looking at me. And then, oh, then they had like all these other protocols with security, like, like, oh, yeah, they have to scan your badge. There's a little RFID. Well, it's more of a crowd control thing. They need to know who's coming into what section, what right. areas for, uh, to be compliant with the, with the fire marshal. And it didn't work. And then the guy said, oh, uh, I don't think we can let you in. And then the EA guy's like, ah, it's okay. Just let him go. And it's like, ah, ah, this guy, he's got some clout. <laughs> I don't know who this guy was. Um, but, yeah, then I got there. And then that's when the hangover that I had really started kicking in. And, like, I was really sensitive to the sound, and they had a lot of oh, bass. Oh, yeah. We, had, we were, like, right next to the speaker on the right, of the front of the stage, basically. And that was loud. You could I, hear everything. I felt the alcohol coming out of my pores. Like, we partied with some, some YouTubers and some of the streamers the night before, and we went hard. 
oh crap, we went way too hard. I went hard. <laughs> and I warned, well, I, I, I had told them, I'm like, usually, the first time I partied with these guys, I went too fucking hard too. And I think everyone that parties with these guys goes too fucking hard too because they get too excited. So I kind of warned them a little bit, like, everyone goes gets shit-faced the first time they party with these guys. So there was that. He's like, no, 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 it was just a long day of work and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you drank like... A full flask of whiskey. You started on the tequila flask. And then I had like four beers. And then I had the little Paloma thing. Oh, yeah. And then you drink my cocktail. And then there was something else. I can't remember. I took something. I mean, not like drugs. Right. <laughs> I took something. It was L.A., man. <laughs> um, but, yeah. This is the part where I started feeling like I have to be careful because I could be an international meme. I could be that guy that throws up at the EA event live. Yeah, at the, at the press event in the background. Because we were we were in the crowd. Like, literally, uh, we had the option of sitting behind where some of the commentators were at for the Star Wars part. But then I ended up switching over once he came in. That was another thing you didn't mention. Um, he made it into the event, but then when you were into the event, there was another area where the creator kid was. That's where you had to give him the, other, the special badge. Right. And that's when they, were, like, they stopped him at the door. It's like, oh, you need your friend. So I thought that we were done, and I was like, oh, crap. All right, it's about to start. So I run out there, literally as they're closing the doors, because you can't get back in at that time. Oh. I point at him, and then he's right there, so then let him in. That's oh, I barely made it. Yeah, you barely made it. They were closing the doors. The they were Indiana not gonna Jones through those doors. Oh, eh? See, that, that was the craziest Like, this motherfucker was an adventure. It was like, there was... There's too much going on. There was drama because I got so hungover, I turned into a little bitch and I was angry. I didn't want to hang around with anybody the second day. I just wanted to be alone. <laughs> have, um, the, have the LA experience by yourself. Yeah, yeah. I just like needed alone time. That's, whew, it was too much. But uh, yeah, man, it was actually cool. I'm looking forward to maybe somehow contributing to the community of, uh, and then maybe like find myself to be a part to join these things as angry nin instead of gabby's plus one <laughs> gabby's in. drunken plus one that's hey, not in. <laughs> yeah oh man i was so close to throwing up on that live event and i'm just like right behind the commentators and i'm like mm, i can this can be live around the world so i've had people ask me like you know how who'd you have to fuck to get there bro, bro. And i'm like honestly you just have to talk to people like not even know you have to know the right people yeah, a little bit, but also just be positive, be active on Twitch if that's your thing, and talk to the right people. Like, that's really all I did. There was no secret, just I talked to people, and mm -hmm. I talked to a lot of people, just talking to people. Which I assume that most people on Twitch, just like most people on social media, are kind of introverted and don't really want to talk to anybody else. Yeah, but or, or they want the attention all to themselves, but they don't want to put the effort out there to right. talk to other people. And, yeah, that's really, you just that's gotta talk to people. The one thing I see on Twitch <laughs> that is like, there's a, what's, what's, what's the term you would use? It's, it's kind of toxic? It's just like the cam horse. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like, mm, I see what they're doing here. Oh, that's a whole other subject. We don't need to get to <laughs> Twitch people. But um, another thing that I saw at EA that I was really excited about, um, we got, well, I got to play the Battlefield, the new DLC for Battlefield 1, and, um, I actually saw the the girl who did the poster art for it. She was walking around. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, Do you remember her name? I, she I found her on Twitter. But I think she made like a Twitter just for the fact that she's like now an LA model, but is getting attention. <laughs> her name is Vendela Lindblom. Vendela Lindblom. Vin is she? Yeah, she said she's Russian, right? Well, I mean, she's supposed to be playing a Russian character, but she looks pretty damn Russian. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, because like the the new DLC for Battle uh, Battlefield is it's the Russian front, which okay. was like the biggest. Well, even in World War Two, but for World War One, like the, Russia just sucks as for a, a fight, and they're really pushing this one is like kind of like a like an epic. What was it? They got. They use spears. Yeah, they got a. Uh, the cavalry's got spears. You can run around spearing people. Yeah. But um. World War One was a really confusing time. It was like people were still using spears and clubs <laughs> and trying to use guns at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it's like okay, and horses. Like if, after that, we were like, "Fuck, we can't use horses anymore in war." Um. Oh, dogs are sad over there. <laughs> they um, usually don't get locked out when we're recording. That's why. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think what else because there's I mean I'm not I didn't sign a non-disclosure agreement but I don't want to be the that one right. kid who just spills more beans than they need to right and so, you're not going to be invited back <laughs> exactly and uh, when I was doing the uh, the capture event I didn't have I didn't bring a hard drive with me because I didn't think I'd be able to do that I did pretty well I should have taken a hard drive with me but the first thing that the community manager said to me was like no photos no video or I will nuke your social medias and he's got these really piercing blue eyes and he looked at me and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, no, I believe it. <laughs> like, right, like, right, he, he, right into the soul, I believe it. <laughs> okay, so, I mean, like, I mean, can you talk about what the capture event was? Um, well, the capture event, yeah, it's just, it's it was for the YouTubers and the streamers and stuff who've got their big giant followings. It's just so they can get, um, like, footage ahead of time so that the community their communities can like consume it afterwards because mm-hmm. you know they're trying to have these like game changers that's what they're called the game changers they're trying to have these people be like the voice for the brand and have them show the gameplay and they'll know that yeah you know they're supposed to speak well about it but they'll also be brutal when it comes to feedback as far as like what they liked and what they didn't like so they're putting a lot more pressure on these guys to put the information out there so they'd have these capture events where they they'll fly them out to stockholm to the ea uh, to the DICE headquarters out there and it's basically you're just you're recording you're doing footage of the game and then when they tell you that it's time you drop it all out there and you're the one um, promoting the game for them basically oh. yeah because they figure you know you'll believe these guys more that you actually you sought them out you, you watch them you like them so you'll believe them when they say they do like or don't like something in the game whereas opposed to you know a corporation telling you you should like this right yeah yeah so, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that makes a lot of I mean obviously you you trust the people that you know like the same things as you as opposed mm-hmm. to a company just telling you to like this. Yeah. I think EA is trying to mend a, what was it? They were rated somehow like the worst company. Yeah, they got like a, I don't remember when, I'll, I'll look it up to be like accurate, but they got rated like the worst company to work for, like the worst, they, they got a really bad like rap for being like the worst corporation or something. And I'm like, they're Which not. Which is kind of like, it's, they're not that bad. There's they're like, not dumping oil into the ocean. <laughs> they're not, you know, poisoning children with I, bad foods. These are just bitter fucking nerds. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I, I remember the memes of like uh, people say, saying they're talking to EA on support, mm-hmm. you know, online and stuff like that and the people not not being ex- very successful yeah, and like, helping them and stuff but. okay we're nerds that's why geek elite radio it's like it's we're geeks and nerds because we have a passion for something right so when something kind of rubs us the wrong way we lash out <laughs> we, we over exaggerate because you hurt our feelings right and so yeah i guess uh, there were a bunch of yeah, they were voted worst company in America in 2013 and again in 2000 and... No, 2012 and 2013, I think. So two years in a row. Which, I mean, I, I disagree. They're, I mean, 
you know, their job is to make money, whatever. But if we had the same amount of passion for saying that they're so horrible as we did for our government or other things, like, you know, where would we be? And um, I guess I also see it differently because I was on the other side of the fence. Like, I got to be there, you know, I got the hookup and I saw all the work that goes behind putting this event together. Right. So for me to say, oh, this event's fucking shit, sucks. That's like how I see some other kids online. It's like, you don't have no idea what it takes to put this stuff together. <laughs> and we even actually met um, the gra- the designer, the motion designer for like a lot of the overlays and interstitials and stuff they used for the event. Oh yeah. And also the uh, the set design, the environmental design. He was a really cool dude. Like I thought he was just he. I didn't expect him because uh, he was just dressed like just jeans and just, t-shirts, just like a like a pot smoking gamer. But then he turned. I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm producing this event." It's like, "Whoa!" <laughs> yeah, we were. Uh, they, and that was another thing. The the, the the badge here, this special badge, got us access to the food trucks before the riffraff came oh, in, wow. and the food trucks were free. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, we grabbed our food and we sat down in this big table. There were a couple of people. They're like, "Do you mind if we sit here?" No. And then some other. They left. Some other people came by. They're like, "Do you mind if we sit here?" It's like, "Not at all. We're making friends. You know, come over." And uh, one of them was a girl from Brazil. She was there to report. She was media from Brazil. And uh, and then the other guy. And then she had another friend there who was Brazilian as well and then that guy his uh, company's name is Cinco Design Cinco Media Cinco Design Uh, Cinco Design I think it is and uh, it was him and his other friend and then we just he just sort of like yeah I produce you know some of this stuff here and I was like wow we were actually geeking out about that earlier about like the the lighting and the set design and everything for it so I thought that was neat too actually I think he caught us in mid conversation about that it's like I like this I like the lighting and then he's like oh you guys like that well, I think I guess that's how I started yeah, up. Then. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I did this. We're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, and then they had um, you're familiar with Titanfall, right? Yes. Okay, so they had one of the mechs. Oh man, I. The Titans. The, the, it was BT. It was uh, life size. I. Uh, there was a part of me, even though I was like hungover, maybe a little drunk still. I wanted to jump on that thing like they do in the game because you can see that there was a ladder. Like, I want to jump on it. It's like, I want to be inside you. <laughs> I want to, oh, I just wish it was real. It look, I, that's my dream. I want, I want a mech. I want a real mech. I'm wearing my Titanfall shirt, by the way, that I got from the event. <laughs> this is my second somewhere. Titanfall shirt. I got one last year, too. I actually really like that game, and a lot of people don't like it. I have, yeah, it's a good game. I like it. I like, I don't know, I like big robots. I like, just like, I, I like big butts, and I cannot deny it. <laughs> Yes, so some of the games they had there, they had a, they had Titanfall two, they had Battlefield, they had Star Wars, they had Need for Speed, they had they actually, Sims Mobile, and I don't like Madden, Madden, games, Madden and NFL, but they made it interesting. Madden and NBA, so they had a bunch of those sports games too. Yeah, the Madden game is interesting. I actually have an interest in playing a Madden game now because okay. like it's a jock game. The only that's the only time jocks ever fucking play games. So, oh, we're playing Madden. I'm gonna kick your ass. <laughs> They put it. It looks like they have a campaign mode. Yeah, like a storyline with like, like, you know, drama. Yeah. <laughs> like this this kid's going from college, from high school, college, to the big leagues, and it's like, oh, okay, all right, I'm interested. I like I like a good story. That's that's some some video games are missing now. Oh, now it was missing in the first Battlefront. A story mode. Or there was no story mode. Oh, okay. And it was like, why? <laughs> and, and this story is gonna. I do. I think it's gonna be fucking awesome. What is that? Oh, well, they, it's about, uh, it's an untold story. So it's not a story that you've heard in the movies or in any of the extended universe stuff. Um, it's about a, it's a soldier story, basically, about one of the commanders on the uh, Imperial side, like, fighting for for the fucking... For, for the, the Empire. For the Empire, yeah. the Empire's yeah. point of view, and it's after Palpatine dies. 
So there's that. But the, the revenge, you know, for our emperor type yeah, of thing. Yeah, for our emperor. And it's like, just to hear those words brings the dark side out of me. I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> just you, get those rebel scum. When they were doing the press event, um, they had the actress who did the the face, The I guess they, uh, I don't know if she did just the facial expressions, but it was, and probably the voice as well. Yeah, she was in the Young uh, Youngblood? Uh, oh, True Blood. True Blood. Yeah, she's one of the actresses in True Blood. Okay. Yeah. But um, yeah, but so she's the face of the of the game basically. She's a new character, and so she was there. She did like the whole uh, like the press conference talking about it, and they brought her out surrounded by stormtroopers, and they started playing the Imperial March. And I get chills every time I hear the Imperial <laughs> March. No lie, like any time I hear that damn song, I get fucking chills. It's, this sounds messed up, but I I want that to be the national anthem. <laughs> I, I might be a fascist. I started thinking about Maybe, that. Like the whole thing, how they presented it. Like she was trotting out wearing red and black and she was surrounded by stormtroopers and, and clone troopers. I felt like and, I needed a salute. Yeah, and then like I said, we were sitting next to the speaker. So we got the Imperial March with full bass oh, and everything wow. in my ear. So like I was there. Like I was ready to, to just, yes, our emperor, anything for the emperor. Like, like, I'm ready. You know when you start watching something or experiencing something emotional, you kind of feel a pain around your neck? I don't that, know, the, maybe, little, the, the swelling in your throat kind of like... Or it's like, like you get, you're getting clipped. You're not going to cry, but you feel but you, something. But you feel oh, yeah. it. Okay. I, I, I felt that. I felt that. <laughs> and it's like, how messed up are we <laughs> to be like, we love the dark side? <laughs> I, I, okay, so the closest thing that I have to that is one year when I, I got to go to San Diego Comic Con. I was in Hall H, and it was the year after the Avengers mm-hmm. came out, and... They had Tom Hilson come out on stage in, in full-on uh, low-key low garb. Yeah, yeah. And he, so you saw that? Yeah, and oh. he did his whole speech of uh, that he did in Avengers, how you're going to, you you need to, to bow, you need to follow us, mm-hmm. or follow me, because that's what you were made for. And everybody in the, the whole hall was just going crazy and ready to just like, yeah, yes. we, we'll follow you, <laughs> we'll obey. It's, it's just like, and I'm I, like, this is not the right message, but yes, it feels right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. and, and you know what, after that, I noticed that he became more noticed as a sex symbol. I don't know what it is. The, the demanding, like you, like I, I don't know. I'm not gay, but I started looking at him differently. <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, Loki's a good-looking man. He's very persuasive. Very. <laughs> uh, okay. I mean, with with all that going on, what was the what's the thing that you were anticipating the most going in? to EA play. Sobriety. Uh, for him, at least. I knew what to expect. <laughs> um, honestly, I wasn't sure what to expect because it was so different from last year. It was at a different event, uh, a different venue, I mean. And the way they like picked up the badges and everything was different this year, too. So I honestly didn't know what to expect. I knew there were going to be like the game stations up for you to try stuff. Um, I didn't know how long they would let you be there. Um, this one was open air too, so that, even that was different. Wow. Um, all I expected was uh, getting a chance to play the games, and that was honestly about it. Like just seeing the new stuff. But as far as like the whole uh, creator cave part, where like I said, that's where they were doing the, the the motion capture and all that stuff. I wasn't. I didn't know what to expect for any of that. Like just games. All I knew is there was going to be games. But <laughs> other than that, honestly, I had no idea what to expect for this year. So then, how does this year compare into uh, former years? Um, People were more excited, I guess, though this is the second year. So last year was okay. kind of their first oh. uh, attempt at branching out from E3. Right. So I don't think a lot of people knew about it last year because even when I was there, like, they were still tweeting out, like, 
we have lots of tickets left, come on down, type of thing. And that's honestly why I went, because I knew some people, some the, the streamers and some of the YouTubers that I followed were going to be there. And I was like, eh, it's not too far. You know, I might go out there. But I didn't want to go out there if I didn't have a ticket. But when I saw them, like, asking people to come to the event, I was like, sure, why not? You know, whatever. It's only four hours away. So, uh, so yeah, the, this year, you know, they sent you a, a QR code through email that you, like, checked in with. And then they gave you the badge. And... The whole event, you know, you could go and uh, come and go whenever you wanted the first year. This year, you had time slots that you had to go through. Because oh. it was smaller, and they were really pushing the whole, like, like capacity limit. You had to, I saw the fire marshals in there a couple times, like, checking and making sure things were okay. So they had that a little bit more controlled. Unfortunately, that also meant that the lines outside were super long. Like, the line wrapped around. And it was on, uh, it was at the Hollywood Palladium, so it was on Sunset Boulevard. So it was oh, okay. right there. So, and that, it wrapped around the building. I heard three times. I'd believe it. I didn't see that because I was inside actually doing stuff. But um, but yeah, like some and the people that were waiting in line were really like passionate. They they yeah they were you know hating that they had to stand in line. But once you got in, you could see like they were just like yes, we're in, we're gonna do it. It was uh, the I guess the the enthusiasm for it this year was really what surprised me because you know people like they got voted worst company two times you know in a row so, in a go. row so then people are still coming out here so that's what I was surprised that you know I would figure people would be like oh, just money grabbing to get your own event no a lot of people actually showed up and they yeah. got the swag they got the posters oh yeah you got a free limited uh like foil printed poster for for Battlefront that was pretty oh, cool wow. too yeah I like that so I mean I don't know man it's just so much. It was a lot. I mean, yeah, it sounds like you had, uh, you know, for me time. not being in the places that I wasn't supposed to be, man, it was fucking fun. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like I'm just lucky that I, I, I don't feel like I snuck through, but I w- was able to have Gabby's help here to go experience something that I probably didn't deserve. <laughs> <laughs> Even I feel like I didn't deserve the upgrade and everything oh, too, because really? I was just kind of wandering around. Like I said, I just expected them to be like. The same thing as last year. You kind of show up and see what happens. And no, I actually, like I said, I got the hookup this year. And I feel very lucky. Very, very lucky. And the post, the pictures that I posted online, everyone's like, lucky? Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah, very lucky. You know, I did talk to the right people, but I also do feel very lucky that I was able to get in and do yeah, what I Yeah, I mean, <laughs> obviously, that's a, that's a part of the event that regular goers don't get to see as mm-hmm. Brian <laughs> got to observe. Yeah, I, I don't know what the hell I was doing there. And then I almost threw up. <laughs> So, I don't know. It, the whole thing is a fucking joke <laughs> where it's like, oh, hey, I don't... Oh, yeah, like the other thing. I accidentally found myself in a gay pride parade. Oh, yeah, there was a pride parade this weekend, too, in L.A. Okay. Yeah, and I just... I was trying to... I was. It was on Hollywood Boulevard, and I want to go to Starbucks, so I was trying to maneuver, and I, I hate... If you ever walk on Hollywood Boulevard on the, the, on the stars, on the sidewalk, mm-hmm. I was trying to walk around people because they were just cluttering the sidewalk and then I just moved around and more and more out to the street and then I was like, oh, I'm part of the gay pride parade. I'm accidentally... I'm accidentally proud. (laughs) What's this button do? Oh, I'm gay now. (laughs) So yeah, I was accidentally in a gay pride parade. I got a couple hugs. So I was like, hey, thanks. Yeah, all right, cool. All right, guys. So not so much angry nin anymore. It was more. It was a gay. Nin. It was a happy nin. <laughs> Positive LGBT. L- what? What is? Man, I always feel like I'm saying it wrong because I want to say BLT. L- LGBLT. I don't know. LGBQT. That's it. The fucking Q and the T. Just stop adding them. We know. We know. <laughs> we know. Everyone's having a problem. Uh, no one that's not straight. Okay. It's just 
do that. <laughs> uh, okay, after that, I mean, if, if everybody doesn't just happen to find themselves in a pride parade, uh, I mean, what going away from the event, you know, what was the, the biggest surprise for you? Either one of you. The biggest surprise, um, a guy, a streamer, proposed to his streamer girlfriend live on stream. Really? So uh, that was... That, I mean, that's the way to do it. If that's what you guys do, that's how they met, you know, at a streaming event. They both stream a lot. They're full-time streamers. That's their career, basically. So, uh, so one, so the guy had help from the community managers again. These guys are fucking awesome. They're if you're uh, if you don't piss them off, they're good to you. <laughs> so uh, they had a special crate, like in Battlefield, whenever you uh, you get your your loots, your your new stuff, you get a battle pack, and then you, and the, there's an animation, you crack it open, and like something special comes out. They had her an actual battle pack made, like a life size battle pack. Right. And so he did the whole thing, you know, we met and blah blah blah. So then they bring this thing out, and I was like, is he gonna propose to her? <laughs> so I'm sitting there in the back because I had just walked back into the event and and sure enough he pops it open and there's a ring in there i was like oh my god <laughs> so and that's another thing that the battlefield community is big on doing like only in battlefield type moments like so they try to do that like you know have special events like that so even if it doesn't have anything to do with the game it's got to do with the community and that's what surprised me that they're like because you could tell they planned this so this has been in the works for them so that's something that just surprised me about how much they care about these people that you know supposedly they're some people say oh you're just milking these guys for their money they actually care about them they're willing to help yeah. you out and make memories so that's what surprised me the most you know not something that i did or that i saw personally just i mean i did see it but not expecting that at all right right yeah. Yeah, not not expecting it be... to be part of like the game event you know <laughs> to see a proposal live on street you know, so. that, that you know when geeks can get themselves in to do something like that you know mm -hmm. it is it seems a little bit more magical. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, and then she even posted, like, I thank you for the congratulations. I've got a wedding to plan and to stream. So they're going to stream their wedding. So, yeah. I was thinking, how do you, how do you throw rice? Like an emoji. Digitally? Do you, em yeah. Emoji, like a gif, a rice yeah, throwing Yeah, because I know gif. there's a rice ball. So is that where we're going to start posting rice balls? Like, we're throwing, throwing this shit for, congratulations, <laughs> rice balls. <laughs> No, I mean, I think you'd have to change it up. Just, I mean, you're you're in the digital world now. You have to eat, throw sheep, or you know, <laughs> yeah. oh, or, or sticky grenades or, or something, or eggplants, <laughs> or eggplants. <laughs> all eggplants all over the place. You, know, you got to make it unique. You got to yeah. make it uh, different. Um, you know, that's 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 the awesome thing about conventions in general. You know, mm -hmm. you know, you go to any convention. And if you were able to contact whoever it is, uh, you know, I saw, as you see it in Kevin Smith panels, like, they get a hold of Kevin Smith however they can and ask mm -hmm. if he, I can propose to my girlfriend in this or whatever like that. Yeah. You know, it seems like the, the people throwing the events, and it's hard not to think of them as, as human as well, but mm -hmm. they, they have emotions, and of course they want to help out if they can. Mm -hmm. But That's the one thing I experienced, that I, you were talking about what you would take away, is uh, meeting a lot of the YouTubers and the content creators. I, I've dealt with celebrities before, and there is a different, they're more grounded. I like the YouTubers because they are a different type of celebrity. And the, I'll see them, like, they'll react when they see a fan. They're like, oh, hey, yeah, and they'll talk. And they're more grounded than I've met, like, a Hollywood, like, premium celebrity where they kind of have this barrier. But the thing is, like, they're also part of a community, and then the fans are part of the community. And that's the one thing I liked. Like, talking to these people were, it was just like talking to, if you're not a complete weirdo, it was like me. 
But it, it, I just felt like, I'm like, I'm talking to you. You're giving me weird looks, like they were. No. No, but uh, like one of them, I can't remember his name. Speedy? He's not part of the group. He's just a dude from Phoenix that helps him out. Oh, okay. Uh, which one? The one that does the, the video? The actual animating? or? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, and then there was John. John from uh, Neebs. Neebs yeah. Gaming. Mm-hmm. He was a cool guy to talk to. He, he was actually a broadcaster. He worked in television like we did. And then, like, he was, we were talking about, like, how do they do their animations for their show. Like, have you ever watched Neebs Gaming or uh, Battlefield Friends? Uh, they are, like, little cartoons that deal with the little dramas you deal with in the video game. And, like, dude, they just, like, hit home. Like, they're just so damn funny. And so I was asking, like, how do you use the After Effects? Like, what do you use in After Effects? Or how they build their content. And, like, we're just having dialogue and just switching back and forth. And it was, it was pretty... I learned stuff from them. And we're just kind of... That's one of the favorite things I had about this event. Yeah, I mean, just to piggyback off of the whole, uh, you know, celebrity and, and being grounded and stuff, I imagine it, it, it doesn't matter what field it is, but the higher you get, the more barriers of yes people that you get around you. So that's why it's harder. For, I mean, not not trying to stick up for any celebrity mm-hmm. or anything, but, it's, you know, if you, when you work at the YouTube level or Twitch level or Twitter level or Vine level, if that was still a thing, <laughs> you know, it's you. You're doing all the work. Yeah. You don't have a lot of people. You don't have the, the rings of people around you that are just telling yeah that's a great idea or you know yeah you sure why not i'll do that for you kind of thing yeah that's i think that too like they they realize they're just dorks they realize they're just kids that got lucky in front of the camera sometimes maybe or whatever i mean not not that they didn't do hard work i mean it's obviously you know hard work Mm -hmm. as well but yeah exactly you have to be at the right moment the right time after doing all the work that you can and something strikes and boom yeah they were telling me three months to make an 11 minute video Cartoon, cartoon, yeah, yeah, not well, just a video, animated. just a cartoon, yeah. Animation, it's like three months. It's like, damn, that's a lot of work. And, and, and then it's five of them too, splitting up the workload. And I'm trying to learn how to do some shit, and I'm like, oh man, I need a team of people to do some stuff. <laughs> well, because they do that, they weren't just focusing on the animation; they were also putting out their videos, their weekly videos and stuff. Yeah. So while one of them is animating, you know, the rest of them are working on this week's whatever. That, that's video. probably another thing I wanted to bug them, like, because I got a feeling I want to see them again, and I would be like. How's your workflow? Like, I want to... <laughs> let me write some notes. You, you want to talk to them about infrastructure and, you know... Yeah, because, like, even... Because, like, I work in video right now because I work with you, Mitch. You're telling people that I work in video now? You work in video. Yeah, I know. We do video stuff. We can't say in detail, but we do We do work <laughs> together outside of this Geek Elite Radio. It's right. And I will I will help you with your video content if you want to make some here in Geek Elite Radio. We future. do. So I will help you out with that. Um, but yeah, it's like there's a lot of uh, workflow you got to build and to create. But that's a subject for another day. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was getting <laughs> off track. I have ADD. <laughs> uh, how long have you been streaming, gaming, just gaming in general? Gaming. I've been gaming since my cousins had a console. Because <laughs> I was, I never had the money for a console. I would always just go to my cousin's house. So when I was like five or six and playing, playing Mario, at my cousin's house. But um, I started streaming in july of 2015 yeah so two years ago and uh i went at first it was just kind of like hobby you know whatever whenever i felt like it just pop in start streaming and then i kind of started doing like a more like schedulized thing and then i was laid off from my last job and then i was like well i guess i'm doing a full-time thing (laughs) so i i got really really into streaming for a while and then i kind of got burnt out on it and uh the fan interaction also got weird and so I just kind of wanted wanted a break and kind of stopped. 
And it also got like so. I was playing a lot of Battlefield Four. That was like the main the main game that I played, and uh, and then Battlefield One came out, and I was all about it. And then it kind of got boring a little bit, and I stopped playing it as much. And then I got really into Overwatch, so I started playing a bunch of Overwatch. And then I wanted to stream Overwatch, but nobody wanted to watch it because my audience was all Battlefield people. And for some reason, Battlefield people hate Overwatch. It's weird. Real. Yeah. Some of them, you know, they'll accept it, and some of them even, like, left Battlefield for Overwatch. But the majority of the time, if I'm streaming Overwatch, I don't have nearly the amount of views. Yeah, I think some people in Battlefield want more of a realistic look, and, and Overwatch is, like, it looks like It's Pixar. cartoons, yeah, yeah. It's like it, fucking cartoons. I think it looks gorgeous. It's it does. Awesome. Yeah. I have, I enjoy Overwatch more now because I'm also noticing myself, like, unless you have a nice, like, 144 hertz screen for some of these games like Battlefield and Call of Duty, it's just a brown blob to me. I can't tell foreground from background. Whereas Overwatch, it's all colors. I can tell who's who and where's mm-hmm. what, you know? So that's that's no part of why I want it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I know people only want to watch like the top level Overwatch, like Grandmasters and t- stuff. And um, it just kind of got like to the point where I'm like, well, my audience doesn't like what I do. And then also in the community, a lot more people started streaming. So like I said, so, um, the people that I, the, the YouTubers that I met up here at EA Play, um, their communities, it's a huge community, and you know, there's a bunch of people there, and a bunch of us started streaming, and then we all kind of started fighting for the team, same time slots. It's all the same audience, everyone right. just kind of watches each other. So, if you had six people, literally six people were trying to stream like on Mondays and Tuesdays, you're gonna get maybe two people in your stream, right? You're splitting up your audience, and you know, and everyone's like, Oh, it doesn't matter, just stream, just stream. I'm like, No, guys, I've been streaming for two years. I don't need the whole, oh, it's okay, just stream, like like pep talk, you know? I've seen my chat room with 300 people in it before. How am I going to just stream when there's four people here? Right. And it's just me talking to myself. Like, I don't I do not do it just to talk to myself. I can talk to myself in the shower. You know, I do this to talk to you guys and stream with you guys. And if no one's here, what's the point of doing it? Right. So I just felt like, like in between getting burnt out and the whole game thing, I was like, I need a break. So I stopped for a little bit. And I'm trying... So at least I like it. I do like streaming. I do like broadcasting, but it's just I think I just I just need to find the niche again, I guess, and figure out where I can where I can shine again. Because so is it that I mean is it mostly first person shooter games like that that you like to play? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I've been trying to do some more of my creative stuff on stream because I'm a graphic designer as well, print and web designer. So. Um, trying to do some of that and there's also a big uh creative directory in twitch now where you can do cooking and musical like music uh, do music and yeah any sort of like sculpting painting like just people do a lot more irl like real life stuff oh yeah i said i want i can help out with that with the cooking yeah so i kind of want to do a cooking stream too which my new name is spicy gabs so i kind of figured i'll make make some mexican food do something you know to go a spicy meatball you know um but yeah it's Checking the table, man. I'm sorry, man. I Getting got excited. Getting too excited. Spicy meatballs. Give me a little. Probably are kind of hungry, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, there's, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff you can do on Twitch. So, for me, it was it was just first-person shooters, mostly. Um, I did a little bit of Minecraft, but that brought out the 12-year-old crowd, and they're very rude. Oh. They're very rude. <laughs> and horny, too, apparently. I got some very interesting messages from those kids, so I, I stopped doing Minecraft. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I did a couple of survival games, like Ark and Minecraft and... In some of those, but I just I, yeah. I, I can only have a focus for one game. I've always been that type of gamer. If I like a game, I will obsess over that one game. And that'll be it until you're like 100 percent on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like Left 4 Dead was the last game where I was fully like obsessed with that. I was still playing Left 4 Dead like two years ago. Like I'm, I'm still, I still people <laughs> wish people were playing that game because that was my favorite game. Um, but so buy uh, one and only 
foray into mm-hmm. Twitch, game streaming, whatever, uh, was last Halloween. I did. I dressed up as Wario and I, I did uh, Outlast. Okay. I played that, and mm. I played it for maybe five minutes, and I'm like, I'm done. This is too <laughs> freaking. This is scary. Uh, but we do have a few uh, streamers in the Geekly Radio uh, family. We do. We have uh, Eric Lincoln who does off the Geekly Radio Twitch page, and then we have. Um, Richard Owen, who does it off of his own, Ry Cohen, and I, I just don't under, I don't get it. I don't understand it. So, mm-hmm. could you talk more about I the community? <laughs> I mean, because I just, it's, it's, it's. I mean, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I used to watch my older brother and his friends play the game, and I used to love that part too, just watching them play the, play the video game. But mm-hmm. I just, as an adult, I can't understand watching someone else play a video game. Right, so it's not like, to it put com- it down. No, no, I understand, and it comes down to that whole thing. It's like, why are you going to watch? Because some of these kids, you'll watch them, or some of these not they're not all kids. I just say kids, but some of these people, they're you know pro level or they're really good. Mm-hmm. So it's the equivalent of going to like a sports game and watching a professional play their sport. That's very interesting. I like I like the way you put that. Yeah, so that's I mean that's the main reason I see it. Like below that, it comes down to like you like this person's personality. And they become, for me, it's like background sound when I'm at work. Mm-hmm. When I don't want to listen to like a radio or a podcast, there's the option of, of just hearing the banter and just, it kind of sounds like you're in the room with someone. Like you just, you just want a different like background sound. Um, and then there's also like watching them because you, you like how they play and stuff. So there's, there's different reasons for wanting to do it. Now, when it comes down to like watching them every single time they stream and donating hundreds if not thousands of dollars to them because that also becomes an issue for some people like they go into debt donating to these people just for the attention and for the my gosh this big streamer's paying attention to me type of thing (laughs) so i mean it can get pretty negative like that sometimes but for me the main reason is um if i find someone who's really good like there's a streamer that i like that i actually got to see at ea play again um he focuses on sniping in first person shooter games and he's he's got mad reflexes like he's really good and I feel like I've picked up some strategies and stuff from him and like just ways of playing, like play style that have actually helped me improve as a, as a player. Um, I also didn't know about the monitors that have different like Hertz refresh rates. Mm-hmm. So he was talking about like 240 Hertz monitors, 144 Hertz monitors. I was like, what? So I looked it up and I was like, oh, okay. So, you know, there's that. Um, but being a streamer and being on that side, I try to show them that same respect that I would like to give so you know don't get too creepy don't you know comment too much on my appearance don't do too much you know don't talk shit about my gameplay you don't do this there's always those backseat gamers where they're like you're not doing it right I'm like well you know I can do it however the fuck I want because it's my stream I'm doing it my way (laughs) yeah so it's just a different type of interaction I think you know um some some people get mad when the streamer's not like greeting them and saying hello to them. It's kind of like and that's also another thing I didn't like about it was because you were on front of this camera, people felt entitled to you and to your attention. Like if you didn't say hello to them, like how dare you? I'm here supporting you. And you're not saying hello to me. It's like, dude, there's a billion people talking, and I'm trying to focus on this over here, you know. And that's another thing. It's your attention's everywhere. I mean, it's you're so literally playing something. a game. You're playing a game and <laughs> looking at another screen, dealing with like a chat and whatever. Some people have a ton of stuff that's that they pay why attention I to. I couldn't do it. I don't have that type of attention span. I don't know, or maybe it could help me. I don't know. It's but. easier with Battlefield. I found it was easier for me to play like Battlefield and keep an eye on chat, but if I'm playing Overwatch, I'm just zoop, like tunnel vision Overwatch, and then it's like five minutes later, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm streaming. Oh, hi. People that probably left already because I didn't say hi to you, you know, type of thing. So, um, But yeah, really, like when it comes down to it, the what I liked about it and what I know some of the people like about it is like, it comes to that level of professional playing where you don't have those skills, and the only way that you're going to see this game played at this level is if you watch these people. And 
I I find that uh, interesting because uh, when you're in broadcasting, they te- they teach you that you know every every night if you do like the evening news every night you're coming into these people's homes and mm-hmm. they feel that they're you know you're part of their family right this has got to be even more because right. you're actually interacting with them and they right. you know the 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 crowd probably feels a little bit more exclusive and mm-hmm. and the fact that they're able to talk to you and you're supposed to be talking back to them or mm-hmm. you know if you can like you were saying yeah so i can imagine the obsession could get even more so yeah Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Not that you need to get into any stories or anything like that, but I mean, just I, I couldn't imagine something something like that. I actually read a really good article on Kotaku um, that spoke just about that, and I was like, wow, this is kind of hits home a little bit, um, but not not to that extent. But yeah, it was a story about how um, a streamer, you know, he's he's pretty open about his life. He would talk about what he used to do. He was in the military, and you know, he's got a wife and a kid and all this other stuff. And I guess you don't realize how much information you get give out or maybe some people just have a way of finding you because he had a, a fan that came from Singapore. He's like a, he's an American streamer and he had a fan that came from Singapore and walked 25 miles to his house from the airport with his luggage and wanted to stay here with, there with him because he was having a hard time at home or wow. something. Yeah, I'll pull up the story. And wow. I was like, Ugh. And then there, were just, there was a line that they were saying and like these people feel maybe a little bit entitled to you and like that like interaction because a lot of the times like you've got a discord you've got a twitter you've got an instagram and you add these people to it right. i don't add them to my to my instagram <laughs> and stuff like that i add them to my twitter but like I, i'm not even that active on instagram plus i feel there's a lot of pictures and like you know from back in the day it's like that's my private private personal yeah, stuff you don't need to know about crazier, that because like in when I, I was working in television do you, do you remember working in channel 13 gabby yeah. yeah 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 uh, she would get fan mail from the prisons. Oh yeah, this I, and at Channel Eleven where I was working, they they would get those too. Yeah, it's, and it's just like whoa. Now imagine if they had internet streaming for the prisoners. And then <laughs> you get a letter from a prisoner. And then all the way the, the ways that the video video gaming is going, you know, everything's going VR. At least it seems that way. Mm-hmm. And if I imagine the you know game stream game streaming is going to go the exact same way, so that's even more closer to the person watching you that you're gonna you're. Your mm-hmm. digital, you know, uh, effigy is going to be to that person. You're probably right. going to feel even more connected. Could you that? That would be weird. Streaming a digital avatar of yourself. Are you talking about like there's doing that for there's VR? a game? I, I don't remember what it's called, but it's basically you put on your headset and everyone put all, puts, puts their headset on and you're like in this little virtual room of people that are wearing this headset. So you can go and interact with this person and go talk to them as if you were there with them. So yeah, that is a thing. That would be nuts. <laughs> I mean, the upside of that is. You, you, you're. I mean, obviously, if you're sitting in Yuma, Arizona, you mm-hmm. make friends and interact with someone that's in London, yeah. England, mm-hmm. something like that, right? Yeah. But now, with a story like guy comes all the way from Singapore just to, because he's having a hard time with his family and wants to live with you, and it's mm-hmm. like, who? Yeah. What the? What do I say to that? <laughs> exactly. <You know? laughs> and continuing that story, the guy was like, you know, he went to Twitter. Was like, dude, someone showed up at my house. What should I do? Like, he felt bad for the kid, you know. He right. Just, he didn't want to just leave him out on the streets. But then it's but like, you don't want to but you're your not home. responsible for them. Yeah. Like that's not so. Yeah, like someone I guess on Twitter like helped him out. He's like, I'm gonna pay for his ticket back home. So someone like some other random person like helped him out, paid for wow, his ticket, and, cool. and got him back home. Wow. Because he was like, yeah, don't, don't. And then like, I guess you know that kid ended up learning less. And he's like, yes, you don't just leave home and go to America when you're having a hard time. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, also in a 
post 9-11 world how does he just get into america from singapore like that he must have had a passport i guess i don't know i or... get yeah that seems weird that's oh well, i guess this yeah then this was not this was i think 2012 ish when that happened it was it was a couple years ago or yeah a little bit longer ago but huh. not not before 9-11 but yeah it was a uh, yeah just bench and then some of the other stories they put on there um what bugged me the most was people just being mad at you for not giving them the attention they felt they deserved. Right. Uh, that's what annoyed me the most. It's like, it's one thing where it's like, all right, I miss your hello, and I go come back to it later because I'm busy to the game. But when you start attacking me, calling me names just because I didn't say hello to you, I'm like, that's that's when it gets to be too much. And that's that's the whole, like, that's what ke- what's keeping me from going back is, like, I love my audience, but at the same time... Some so, do you think they're just being assholes. little trolls, or do you think they just don't understand... They don't understand. I know. I know when they're being trolls, and I'm. Mm. I can tell the ones that are being trolls because they've been coming back, and I know their personalities. But when it's like someone who has no idea what it's like to stream and mm-hmm. to deal with people like that, because there's streamers, you know, you might not get anyone in your chat room and you feel sad, and then you quit. There's other streamers you actually get people, and then maybe those people aren't always the best people. <laughs> so it's kind of weird dealing with that. And then you got the people that just can't seem to separate reality from fantasy, or mm-hmm. you know, just the the line just blurs for them. Yeah. Yeah. So, like. The whole idea, like getting back at this, a vir- say a, a virtual reality stream, and you got these avatars. So say like you're doing this Geek Elite Radio, and then you have a little audience here. What if somebody just kind of gets up and starts mouthing off, like you know, some people in the chat room there, they start saying stupid shit, and then like, what would they do that if like there, there has to be? There's a band hammer. You just click, boom. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get the boot. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you you do have that ability to boot mm-hmm. anybody to off your stream and stuff like that. Block stuff, yeah. So that's that's at least good. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you know, you you talk about you know Geekly Radio and and if we end up getting an audience, but before that, I I was doing that movies with Mitch on on the on the channel Channel Eleven News. And, oh yeah. And I would get a lot of weird emails too sometimes. Like I got one where the guy was like, you know, your face. We kind of want to cut it off. You I did? mean, yeah. What? I mean, it's not like I. It could have definitely been a friend just using a fake email account or something like that. But mm-hmm. it was kind of weird to hear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then I had the other one where the guy sent me an email saying, "Hey, uh, we could you send us a picture so that we can put it up in the hospital because we really feel like it will help cure people's illnesses." <laughs> what? <laughs> I was like, what's going on? What? That makes no sense. No, but like kind of creepy. It's like. <laughs> You got one person saying, like, I want to wear your skin, and then you got other people like, oh, you're inspiring. You got a nice face. (laughs) You got a nice face. I guess that's what I should have took from it. I have a nice face from both those emails. Uh, Okay, I mean, we got away from E-Play, or EA EA Play, but, uh, I mean, what else, I mean, was there anything, uh, wrapping up, is there anything else that you really wanted to, to talk about that came out of that convention that you really, you know, it really stuck with you? I mean, again, I was on the back end of it, so I just got to see all the work that these people do to put these events together. And I've done a few like events for, for the uh, companies that I was at, but it was nowhere near this level. Mm-hmm. And just to see these guys running around, like just setting everything up, you know, games aside and all that, it's really, they're people too. They're people that are working their asses off to Definitely. to provide us with entertainment, and then we're, we turn around and bo- vote them the worst company ever, <laughs> like that type of <laughs> shit, but I mean... I mean, it's not. You're right. It's not like they're polluting rivers and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, what I really took from it was just all the effort, all the people that put these events together. Like that's that's why I want to meet like more of the actual crew and people. Like you guys are the ones that are staying up 16, 18 hours a day getting all this stuff done. I mean, the games and stuff. That's always fun. You know, I I dig that. But 
again, being on the back end of things and just seeing how everything was set up and how it was working, like, yeah, gives me a lot more appreciation for what these guys do. Because not only are they fielding, you know, angry tweets from angry gamers all day, they're also working to put this stuff together and to give us a good, good experience. So, so I don't know how EA Play exactly mm-hmm. worked or how the the venue was, but mm-hmm. I know with other conventions I've been to, they, you know, they. Had, did they have like panels and stuff that you could go to where people were talking, or was it just all press conference kind of? Thing? It was it was press conferences, and they were all viewable from from the streams from okay. the, from EA's Twitch stream. So it wasn't really like a panel you could go to and listen in. It was like a digital panel, but as far as like actually going and experiencing things, that's where all the games are for, and that's what all the swag is for. And they even had a like wrap up after parties for EA Play. Um, I believe the one on Saturday or Sunday was open to the public. They had, like, NAS performing. They had the performance there for people who went. Um, but, yeah, as far it was just the game, so you could go check it out and picking up the swag and saying you were there. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Brian? What was the, the thing that you took away from it the most? Oh, man. There was a lot of partying. Be careful <laughs> when drinking with Neeb's game. Yeah. <laughs> just, man, it was just... I, you know what, I those, those people just unleashed a devil in me, <laughs> but it was good. It was a good experience. I like the community. That's what I like, and I kind of I'm starting to see a little bit of inspiration somehow being a part of it, because um, I I do want to be a content creator, and I saw what they're doing with fans and joining events like this, and I kind of like how everybody was just kind of like, hey, I know you, like they know each other, but they probably haven't even met each other in person. That could have been their first. Were there people that you met in the first time in person? Uh, Speed Eraser, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, was, yeah. I knew he lived in Phoenix, and he wasn't too far from us. I just had never met him in person. <laughs> mm. Yeah, and I just think that's freaking awesome. Um, I'm kind of antisocial on the internet. I don't know why. I'm just kind of scared of people. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's like I thought it was really cool, and I think it just might have opened me up a little bit. Actually, no, there was a bunch of people that I met there. Um, the tall the Mexican guy that I exchanged controllers with. Oh, yeah. Him. Um, Thank God. So you don't have to steal my controller. Anymore. Right. The uh, the dude in the big with the blue shirt, big dude mm-hmm. in the blue shirt. He, I like that he guy. Was, he was another one that like he used to watch my stream a lot, and yeah, I only knew them from like their online handles, and they were more excited. Like they were more excited probably to meet me than they were to meet the guy. Is <laughs> how they made it sound. I've to noticed me. that. Everyone was like, <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh man, what's going on? I'm like, all right, cool. Man, people have chanted my name for years. They chanted my name in kindergarten. They chanted my name in the stream. That's probably the only reason why. That's the, probably the only reason why people like me so much. It's because they like me. It, it's a it's a chanting type name. I mean, yeah, it's easy. Yeah. It's easy to Two chant. Two syllables. <laughs> Fair enough. Gabby. <laughs> well, I just want to say thank you both for coming on mm-hmm. on the show again, and uh, Brian again, and Gabby for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, if uh, anybody wants to get a hold of you, let's go ahead and. Put out your whatever social media you want to give out there. Sure. <laughs> so my Twitter, Spicy Gabs, and also my Twitch is Spicy Gabs. I switched them around so they're nice and matchy and all the same. Nice brandy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and Brian? I don't use social media, but I think I'm going to start twiddling around with Twitter more. So You said that the last time you were on the, on the podcast, too. Yeah, Angry Nin. Okay. Look for Angry Nin on, tw- on Twitter. Okay. N-I-N. 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 Like an angry nine-inch nail. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and if you want to, you know, try and get a hold of them, it's where you can get on Twitter. If you want to get a hold of Geek Elite Radio, it's at Geek Elite Radio on Twitter. And at Geek Elite Radio on Instagram. And Facebook.com backslash Geek Elite Radio. Be part of the conversation. Uh, I imagine if you wanted to ha- ask some questions and you didn't want to go to their social media for whatever for whatever reason, you put it on Facebook and we will get it to them to, to answer the question. Uh, 
and if check out our our website geeklyradio.com uh for archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts in the geekly radio network and if you can both join in with me on this part where you just say uh always remember to geek out okay oh and three two one <laughs> I'll, I'll cue you okay okay so this is uh mitch at agent underscore of the underscore bat for the geekly radio saying always remember to geek, geek out. out we now return you to your regularly scheduled program.